Welcome to another episode of Building a Beautifully Imperfect Business. I am your coach, Lauren Kane. I am a growth strategist and productivity coach for women business owners, helping them strategically take back their time and grow their businesses on their terms. And of course, doing all of that in a beautifully imperfect way. If you like this podcast, check me out on all social media at Lauren King Coaching and also join my free Facebook group, The Tribe for Women Business Owners. It's a free group offering community, networking, and amazing business coaching, if I do say so myself. Okay, today is a hard topic for me. I'm going to be real. I'm just going to put it out there. And it is being a people pleaser and a business owner and how much it can cost your business when you are a business owner and also people pleaser because you are trying incessantly to make your customers or clients happy and it can get in the way of you growing your business or it can, you know, like I said, cost you a ton of money because you are focusing on making one person really, really happy bending over backwards versus really what's right for your business. And this came about as a topic because it has shown up for me a lot lately Um, and there's a funny story I'll get to when I, um, or I think is a funny story when I go through some ways to combat this, but, um, lately I've seen it a lot. It's come up a lot. And a lot of my clients struggle with people pleasing syndrome and I struggle with it as well. Um, and I don't know where it comes from for me. It's been there, you know, as far as I can tell my whole life. Um, and it gets in my way. Um, and there are different ways that it gets in my way. Um, the first, sorry, bug in my face, um, uh, for those on video, (laughs) um, you know, the, the, the first way that it gets in my way is that I spend a lot of time doing things, saying yes to things that I should have said no to. Um, and, you know, when I say yes, I usually mean it. And then after I'm like, Oh, why did I say yes to that? Why did I agree to that? And I don't know about you. If you are a people pleaser, it has, I've noticed recently too, that in my life that people have started to just take advantage of my people pleasing, that it's like inherent that, um, I will just do the thing. Um, or, you know, reach out to Lauren, she's always going to say yes. And, um, it bugs the crap out of me. I, you know, just going to be real bugs the crap out of me. It is, um, but it is something that I set up, you know, it is a thing that I brought into the relationships in my life. Like I set that rule. And, um, so I need to be the one to figure out how to change it. And, Um, In my business, it can creep in when someone says no to something where to work with me and I immediately go into, well, you know, what if I offer them a lower rate and what if I offer them this, this, and this, and what if I did this, you know, all the things, gave them all the things because not necessarily I'm trying to, you know, close the sale 
It's more of, I want to make this person happy. Um, and I have a client who, um, you know, she will bend over backwards to do anything a customer asks her to do. And it comes from such a genuine place of love and wanting to give the best customer service, which is part of her business, right? Customer service is part of all of our businesses. So it, it, you know, in one way or the other, whether you sell a service or a product, customer service is in there. And so it's hard to, you know, pull out what part of you is being a people pleaser versus what part of you is just giving good customer service. And so my, my client really, really struggles with it and it can eat up her day. Um, and she can bend over backwards doing things that customers ask for. And in reality, you know, if she just pushed back a little bit, they would be okay with it. Um, or, you know, I have a client who saying yes to things has cost her money because she can't, she's taking on projects that then, you know, she shouldn't take on and cost her more money to do than she would make. So at the end of the day, she's actually in the, in the red versus in, in the black. Um, and so that really, you know, that's a hard one. Um, and you know, I totally can understand that. Um, totally, totally. I can understand that and sympathize because I can, you know, if I let it, I can live it. Um, and so I, I really wanted to talk about people pleasing and being a people pleaser and how it really can infect your business if you don't set up barriers. So here's the way that I, really try to combat um, the people pleaser part of of um, my business is and and this is you know for for other people it may be easier for me it's it's weird because you know um, I, I kind of what I offer is what I offer um, but you know with one-on-one -on -one coaching my packages are my packages I set the price and Yes, I can change the price at any point. And there are times that I've changed the price and said, you know, I really want to work with this person. I'm going to lower the price to something I know that can be more in their, their ballpark. Because sometimes I meet people that I know just from them telling me a little bit about their business that they shouldn't be spending the money on me as a coach right at that moment, that they don't have the money. Um, and if they need to have, you know, a couple thousand dollars in product and they can barely afford to have that, that makes more sense than have to me as a coach if they have people actually ordering the product. If, you know, well, anyway, I want to get a total low side, so I'm gonna, but you can get what I'm trying to say. Um, so I set the price for my coaching packages. I have it in writing in front of me anytime I have a conversation about price so that I see it and I don't do any kind of changing it as I'm talking to the person, if I feel like I really just want to please them, if my, my pleaser part comes out. And sometimes I don't know that it's even coming out. Um, but, you know, I can look back and usually pinpoint the moment. Um, but, you know, I have it in writing in front of me. So it is very clear. And I look at it, even though I know what it is. I mean, I, I you know, it's very simple. It's one price. I know what it is. But I have it in front of me so that I won't change it. And so that I won't him and haw, I won't change it. It is what it is. And this is what you get for the price. When I sell, you know, certain products, content, it is the price that it, it is. Now I sell it through, you know, it's, it's a click system. So I'm not involved per se. And so that that really makes it, there's an extra barrier there. So that, you know, it is what it is. I set the price. 
Um, and so that allows me to not go into pleaser mode when I'm talking with a potential client and really stay, you know, in my lane or whenever I'm selling a service in my business is I've, I've set up barriers so that my price is my price. What I offer is what I offer. Now, with that said, if I think that a client really could benefit from something, then I will certainly say, okay, this is, I think this is going to be a benefit to you and here's why, um, and be really clear on why I am, you know, offering that. Um, and it's really to be clear for them and, and for me, but so setting a barrier. There's also something that you can do if um, you don't want to work with someone, but you don't want to tell them that you don't want to work with them. And um, that is set the price really high. And so that backs them into a no. And you can do this with a service. You can do this with a product in a certain way. And I'll give you two examples. Um, so if I'm talking with someone who could be a potential client and I'm, I'm talking to them about one-on-one -on -one coaching and I'm just not feeling them, or maybe I think that they're going to be, you know, a lot of extra work and be a big drain on me, but I don't want to necessarily say no. Um, because again, that, that pleaser showing up, I will set the bar at like, you know, oh, my one-on-one -on -one coaching for six months is $50,000. Not that I say that typically, but it backs them into a no. I mean, and, and also if someone is willing for six, six months to pay me $50,000, I could probably be more of a yes to that, right? So I've set the price at something that is typically going to be a no, but if they were to say yes, I feel like, okay, then it's worth it for me to, to work with that person. Does that make sense? Um, if you have a product, um, like I have a client who has a product, um, it can be customized. And, but the, the customization can be where the, the hard part to say no of the draw, the drain of questions and, you know, going back over changes a million times. Okay. Make the customization fee $500. Like you get to make a change, you get to make one change, but the customization fee after that, the change fee is going to be $500. So if someone sp spends it, she's okay with that. That's more than pays for her time to go back and do it a couple of times. But versus like the one time that she's typically going to do it. So it makes it easier to back into a no, or if they say yes, it's not that that painful. Um, I have a client who has a product that they are well known for making, but they don't really want to make it anymore. Um, but they also don't want to turn down any kind of um, opportunities just because of uh, the relationships involved. Um, okay, bring in a third party that'll do it for pay you a referral fee and they do the work. You're clear that that person's doing the work. So you're not trying to bait and switch anyone. Um, but that, you know, you just say, I don't, I'm not making this product anymore. And this is why, and here you, here's this person I'm connecting you with. And so that makes it, you know, very easy for the work to still be done for the products that you're known for to still be offered, but you don't have to put forth the effort. The last tip I'm going to give you as a people pleaser and this is where the funny part comes in. Um, this came up recently and I had forgotten that I mentioned this to someone in the beginning of the year. Um, I have a friend who is a very close friend who her business has, this year has been her year. I mean, she's a rock star and people are, are really starting to notice and, um, which I'm so proud of her. And if she's listening to this, you know who you are. And I'm so, so proud of you every day, my friend. Um, 
And, but she was like, "Ah, you know, it's hard for me to say no to certain things. And I'm so used to just taking anything that comes through the door, but I, you know, I want to say no. And I also want to seem like I have my crap together, my shit together. And I'd thrown out to her, make up a virtual assistant and have that virtual assistant say no, or have that virtual assistant, like do all your scheduling. It's a fake person. (laughs) And I forgot that I had that conversation. And I've actually had that conversation with clients in the past. It just hadn't come up recently. Um, and, and I apologize to any virtual assistants out there. You are so worth it when people get to a point where they can afford to pay you. Um, and if you can afford to make a little investment in your business, hire a coach and hire an assistant. I think every business owner should have both. Um, and you know, I had the best virtual assistant, Meredith. She, she's amazing. Um, and any coach out there, I'd be happy to connect you to her because she's real, not fake. Uh, <laughs> and I had it come up um, with a uh, with a mutual friend, and they're like, well, "Why didn't you ever tell me about this?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, I forgot about this. I have to tell the world about my faux virtual assistant." So if you decide to go this route, it can give you another barrier to saying no, because someone else is saying no, even though it's still you. And it also allows you to maybe seem like your business is at a certain level um, and sort of fake it till you make it kind of thing. Here's how you do a virtual assistant. What is he or she? And I'm just going to call her a she because we're all women here. And so I'm going to go with a she. Um, Unless you want to make up a cute boy, you know, male um, virtual assistant, go for it. What does she look like? What is her name? Um, what is, you know, what is her business ethics? What are her values? What does she bring to the table? You know, does she bring that no, you know, takes no crap? Um, and you can use this when you're getting customer complaints. Have your assistant respond. Um, it can help you feel like it's outside of you. So what is her view on customer service? Um, what are her values? She maybe she doesn't take any crap. She's very responsive. She's on it. Um, what does she wear? How does she dress? What does her voice sound like? And why this is so helpful is it allows you then to also take on that persona. So when you respond as that person, if you respond as your assistant, um, Jane Doe, then you can take on that persona and you can be Jane Doe and however you have it out. I actually would encourage you to sketch her out and have her sitting as on your computer somewhere or somewhere you can see as sort of your archetype and take on that archetype, be that archetype and live it. And when you respond, respond from, you know, that email address, create another email address. It can just be like, you know, admin at, and, you know, own it from that, from that place and see if anything shifts from you. Are you more easily able to say no? Are you more easily to deal with customer complaints that people pleasers tend to either go into panic mode and fix it mode or don't respond to because we don't know how to, to, you know, respond to someone who's coming at us. Okay. That wasn't so bad. I got through being a people pleaser. Huh? That's a great topic. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that's it for this podcast. I hope that that was some helpful information for you. And, um, yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. So yeah. Um, shoot me a message and tell me what your thoughts are on people pleasing. Bye.